Real style is about much more than fashion. Real style starts with being comfortable in your own skin. Let's take a journey inside style with your host, style expert, George Worrell. Welcome to Inside Style. I am your host, George Worrell. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm excited, as always, about our show. Uh, Have you thought about branding? Have you thought about business strategy? And have you thought about being or having a life coach? We're going to cover all of those subjects here today. We are welcoming to the show the president and CEO of the D.C. Chamber of Commerce, Ms. Angela Franco. Angela, welcome. Thank you so much, George. Very, very happy to be here. Yeah. Oh, and you know, when I read your bio, I was so impressed um, about all the work that you've done in uh, different communities. And I want to talk about what brought you to this journey? When did you think about leadership and, you know, kind of molding and helping people's lives? Was it as a little girl? Did you see what was your mentor? Was it at home? How was it? How did it get started? So, um, I mean, I grew up in a family where education was a big important area of our daily conversation. My father was an educator. Mm -hmm. My mother was a journalist. And we always had very in-depth conversations. And Mm -hmm. I always felt like a connection with people, like since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I was very shy. Mm -hmm. I was very insecure. And I was one of those girls that, I don't know, that was not like outgoing, going out and talking to anybody. And still to this day, I'm not, even though I'm in a leadership position and I've had lately mm-hmm. that kind of, I, I think I know what brought me there. And I'll talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. But I was shy. So, you know, having a little bit of insecurity in your life, I think is a, is a gift mm-hmm. because what it brings to your life, it brings that thoughtfulness. It brings about taking the best out of yourself, working on yourself, not Mm -hmm. thinking that you have everything set. And together. And together, (laughs) you know, to be successful. Mm -hmm. And when I was like 24, 25, I started doing a lot of personal development. Like Mm -hmm. I felt, you know, when you have, um, they always talk about the trees that they move, but they don't fall. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I needed to work in my inside, inside, in my inner self Mm -hmm. and starting to fill that app that regardless what happened, I would stay strong. Mm. And I started to do a lot of personal development, um, um, therapy. I believe in therapy Mm. all the time. It's not because I'm sick or whatever. It's just Mm. because I think that we all need it. It helps you grow. It helps Mm. you overcome obstacles. Mm -hmm. It helps you understand your childhood. I mean, a lot Mm -hmm. of the things that sometimes we don't want to confront. And I started that process. And since then, I have never stopped. Mm. And the more I go, mm-hmm. the more like life puts me like in leadership positions. It's not something that I said, oh, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be the greatest leader. Mm-hmm. I just think that working in my inner self is what really has brought me to different positions. And starting that as an early age, why did you, what was it that you thought that that would be good for you to identify those things? It, Because I was very emotional. Mm -hmm. You know, I was one of those people that reacted Mm -hmm. instead of responding. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and steal. Don't think that that, okay. <laughs> that never goes Well, sometimes away. that's good. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to react to a situation, but yeah, but yes. knowing when to and when not to. Exactly. Uh-huh. Or maybe being conscious, you know, maybe I'm reacting. Okay. <laughs> but you, yes, but you, you, you yeah. know that. You can identify that. You can identify it. Yeah. But I was like, you know, why do I get so emotional? And, um, and on top, I was like insecure. Like, you know, like I would go out and I wouldn't show up in that way that people looked at me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, after a meeting, my friends would say, oh, Angela, they thought you were, you were great, you were fun, you were funny. And I was like, really? really? I don't believe it. So <laughs> yeah. all those inconsistencies, mm-hmm. that's what made me take action and say, okay, there's something I need to do. And that, right? and that is me. And that is me, is mm-hmm. within me. me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, um, a friend of mine, I always remember this this friend of mine, she and I grew up together. Mm-hmm. We were friends, we're friends since we're 10 years old. Okay. But we came from different households. My family was very stable. You know, we were six children. Her family was divorced, you know, mm-hmm. her mother was not, you know, it was, it was just a different, different. family. Mm-hmm. And she always told me, she's like, Angela, you know what? Since you don't have any problems, you have to invent them. <laughs> and I always keep that in my mind. And it's true. Sometimes we invent or we create mm-hmm. drama where it's not. Because it all starts here. It starts here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you grow and as I've grown as a leader, I've been learning to listen to my intuition mm-hmm. and say, okay, is it something that I really feel or is this something that I'm acting up upon? Mm-hmm. And then if you really have that intuition, you have to act upon it. Mm. And that's what, you know, what takes you into leadership, what takes you into transforming communities, Mm -hmm. into transforming people and transforming you. What was your first job that you were like in leadership and you're like, oh, I think I, I can do this. I think that my first job in really leadership um, that I remember that I started to embrace it mm-hmm. was when I ran the Hispanic Chamber, mm-hmm. when I was the president of the Greater Washington Hispanic Chamber. Let's talk about that for a moment. Um, what guided you to go there and the need for that type of leadership in, in that community? Hmm. I, I just got put me there. I always think that he put me there because it was not my intention to be there. Like it was not my intention to move to the United States. Okay. So I just, even in a place in my life that I'm do every day the best I can, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm open mm-hmm. to opportunities, to opportunities, possibilities, travel. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I had just my son. I had had just my son. He was a month old. And then a friend of mine called me and she's like, you know, I put your resume as the new president of the Hispanic Chamber. I had talked to some people about, you know, wanting to shift, wanting to look for something new. Mm -hmm. So I opened the space for that. But then once the person knew, um, she called me and I said, no, because I was afraid. I was like, you know, that's too hard. I'm going to do it. I don't know. (laughs) And she's like, Andrea, you can do this. And um, and she says, I'm on top. You cannot say no. (laughs) Because I'm moving to another place. So it was like, I didn't have a choice. I started and I did that for, as an interim, like for seven, eight months. Mm -hmm. And then I said, I love these. I'm just going to stay and I'm going to. What were the needs? What were the needs that you saw that would um, help engage your membership and that, you know, that sector needed you in your leadership? Yeah. I think that a lot of these organizations, what they need is a leader that is. That is present, mm-hmm. that is real, that is genuine, 
mm-hmm. um, that has the right intentions, that is not about them, but it's about their members and the community they serve. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first step in, in, in understanding when you see somebody that attracts mm-hmm. people, that mm-hmm. is a convener, is because it's really about the people you're helping. Mm-hmm. And um, I grew up with that sense of service. I grew up in a family that my father especially was dedicated to serving mm-hmm. others. That mm-hmm. was his life, transforming other people other people's lives through education. Mm-hmm. And that's that was my approach. I was like, let me see what we can do, what opportunities there are. And then the more I explore like the entrepreneurship side, the more opportunities I see, the more fascinated I am about it. Mm-hmm. Because entrepreneurs, they put their spirit, they put their money, they put their families, they engage everybody. And you're coming from other places. Like, I don't know what it would be like to move to another country. And I've, I've visited other countries, but it's different than living in another country, coming from someplace else. And my accountant, who's from El Salvador, mm-hmm. and we're very close. And um, she talks about that will and she talks about fitting in mm-hmm. and English and all of those things. There's so many things that in your mind will tell you that you're not going to succeed, but you're there. Do you think that was part of your job to say, hey, you're here. I'm here to help you to make sure that you get an equal share of the pot that everybody else is getting? Exactly. And I didn't look at it like, you know, like you you deserve. I looked at it like... We have to prepare ourselves to Mm -hmm. be competitive. You know, it's like I always compare, I always call crossing the line. That is basically when you're an immigrant Mm -hmm. and I came as an immigrant. I mean, I was a citizen because I was born here, but I came as an immigrant. I had to start from scratch. So I, even though I didn't pay, I didn't have to go through that immigration process, mm-hmm. I went through the process as an immigrant. That is okay. finding your first job, getting to know somebody, you know, like mm-hmm. the struggles that you go through. Mm-hmm. And um, I always talk about crossing that line. And crossing that line is when you understand that you're in a different country. You learn the language. You 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 never go into a house and the first thing you do is open the refrigerator, right? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Okay. That's the same thing that you should never do as an immigrant. Mm. You go, you see, you get to know the people, you understand the culture. And then little by little, you open spaces for yourself mm-hmm. and for others. Mm-hmm. So I always keep that in mind. I always keep in mind that I'm a minority, that I'm a woman, that I'm an immigrant, and I'm representing all that as I walk through life. What was the what was the thing that you were most proud of as your your tender there? Like that one thing that's like, mm, I'm glad I was I could make that happen. In the at the Hispanic Chamber. Yes. Um, I think that uh, one of the things that I really really felt proud was creating um, the, the small business the business expo. We created an expo um, when my son was born. So I always think is. 14 years ago, that still mm-hmm. is going, mm-hmm. where we had all resources for small businesses. And on top of that, we did matchmakings. So we were matching companies with opportunities. And so if you mm-hmm. were a marketing company, we will put you in front of Washington Gas when they were looking for a minority-owned business. That was that was a very, very special mm-hmm. um, special program that we put together. Mm-hmm. Well, what brought you to the D.C. Chamber of Commerce and what, if, what is the difference? Like, how do you see the, how do they differ between the, you know, the Hispanic, Hispanic Chamber and yeah. the D.C. Chamber? Yeah. 
They're, they're very different. But I ended up at the DC Chamber. So um, how did I end up? No. <laughs> Was it another, like, <laughs> hey, we need somebody to... Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Kind, of, kind of. I think that my leadership style is a leadership style that transforms, that transforms culture, that brings light, that brings clarity. And, um, you know, I see myself doing a lot of those transformations as I go. Mm-hmm. And I think that the DC Chamber was in a place where we needed to have that kind of leadership. And um, so I've been there for years. It's very different from the Hispanic Chamber. The Hispanic Chamber was built to do international, mm-hmm. right? And it's a regional organization. Mm-hmm. The DC Chamber is a chamber that is solely dedicated to the District of Columbia, okay. to the small business community in the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. The DC Chamber is a big organization in advocacy on policy, legislation. The Hispanic Chamber doesn't get involved there. Mm-hmm. And um, the DC Chamber is a very important chamber for the United States. We're considered the, one of the top 10 chambers by the US Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very important player when you mm-hmm. look at it from a national perspective and mm-hmm. international, because whatever you go, you talk about the DC Chamber and everybody's like, we want to work with you. So we are, mm-hmm in the middle of the best city in the world Mm -hmm. and then an organization that represents the small business community in the district of Columbia. So we would, we would encourage businesses, small or large. Why would you want them to, well, why would we want to join the DC chamber? Will you be our advocate? Could you explain that a little more about? Oh yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the the DC chamber has like three main pillars. One Mm -hmm. is education, Advocacy and networking. Okay. So we have education, anything that the city has, any programs, we support spreading the word. Mm -hmm. We also support businesses when they're starting up. We have a partnership with the Small Business Development Center at Howard University. Mm -hmm. So that's all, you know, education, education, education. Mm -hmm. The second pillar is networking. So one thing is you can open your business, you can incorporate, you can have an accountant, but if you don't have clients, then you're not going to get any <laughs> yeah. income, right? So networking, that's what it does. It connects you with other people mm-hmm. that think like you. You know, like sometimes when you go into, let's say, work with government, the mindset is different from the entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? We entrepreneurs think like we have to go meet people, you know, make our passion you know, and monetize our passion. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you that 95% of the entrepreneurs I meet, they have a passion for what they do. Mm-hmm. And then the last pillar is um, um, advocacy. So basically we follow legislation in the council that can affect the small business community. Ah. And we educate them on that as well. Okay. Ooh. So let me, so aside from looking at um, where we're doing our guests and it just stood out, how your photographs and how you have positioned yourself and how you look. Can we talk a little bit about how you think businesses, men and women should prepare themselves fashion wise? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times I hear people, I want to do my own thing. I want to, how important is it that you, I know it's very important to you. We'll talk about that, but also too, to your members and people who are entrepreneurs about how you look. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that, um, you know, I never like thought about it. I grew up with that because I never was 
allowed to wear like sweatpants on a Sunday at my house. My mother was like kind of formal, so I grew mm -hmm. up in that formality. Um, but I think that visual, visual is very important. Mm -hmm. And it's not only the way you look, it's the materials you present, it's how you present yourself. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be harmonic. It has to suit your personality. Mm -hmm. So um, I was reading an article I was sharing with you earlier. I was reading an article the other day about dressing, you know, dressing for what you do. So if you are not comfortable with what you put on in your daily job every day, that mm -hmm. there's a disconnect between who you are and what you do. Mm -hmm. In my case, I found like my own style. I like what I like. I don't like suits. I feel like older when I wear a suit. I like dresses and, you know, fun, mm -hmm. uh, fun clothes, different. And, you know, sometimes I put a little piece of jewelry. Mm -hmm. I used to sell jewelry. So I have a, uh, I have an it. understanding for mm -hmm. how jewelry looks, what mm -hmm. looks good, what doesn't look good. There's a minor difference in what, what you wear, but jewelry brings a lot into an, into an, any outfit. Mm. But I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's a lot. I mean, because it's, it's, it's that fine line of, um, what I've always told clients is trends are something that you should just look at, but not follow. You should know more about your personal style than the person sent selling it to you. So once you, like you've just told us, knew what looked good on you, you could go buy it and form yourself so that you're happy about it. When you walk out the door, there's a difference when you're not sure. Yes. about what you're wearing and how it looks, as opposed to being sure and knowing there is a certain uh, something that you have inside that you can project that sets you aside from the person who's maybe interviewing for the same uh, job that you are doing. So has that always exactly. been your passion too, to just kind of like look yeah. at? I mean, little by little, like I, I, I'm using a little more of, um, uh, fancy clothes. Mm -hmm. I was very plain. And I, when you wear something that is not necessarily within, mm -hmm. you have to have the personality <laughs> to do it. You have to learn your body, feel comfortable with your mm -hmm. body. So if like, I always say, if you're not comfortable, do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Exercise or eat better. Um, you know, there's so many ways that you can take care of yourself and it doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be you. Mm. It has to be like, like that you feel comfortable with it. I was, I've read a lot of bios um, mm -hmm. from CEOs and presidents. I've not seen that I can remember being a certified life coach. Yeah. Can we talk about that a little bit, which yes. was intriguing to me. Yeah. How did you, how did that start and how does that work for you? So I've always had um, something in my soul that is more um, about connecting from the soul mm -hmm. than connecting from the mind. Mm -hmm. And um, when I started all this process of personal development, like the more I do it, the more I'm attracted to it, like the more I want to learn, the more I want to evolve. And when I did that coaching, I said, I didn't think I was going to do a practice having, you know, one-on-one -on -one clients. I said, I think this is something that is going to help me to put some conversations in perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you're, when you're coaching somebody, in something that is black and white, mm -hmm. like, you know, you were supposed to wear a white shirt and you wear a black shirt. Mm -hmm. That's easy. But when you have to do coaching to somebody or feedback about soft skills, 
or actions or um, attitudes, that's really when you need to have that connection and those leadership skills Mm -hmm. to guide that person through. There's so many people that haven't, and that's why I did it and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's giving me like great tools Mm -hmm. to help. And after that I've done, I did another in speaking with John Maxwell and I try to do every year something (laughs) Okay, because it helps me, but it's most importantly, it helps me Mm -hmm. help others. others. But so helping yourself, that enables you to help others. Absolutely. Okay. If you're in, the most important person that needs to be in a good place is you. Mm -hmm. It's not a selfish, it's not, I'm not talking about being selfish. I'm talking about if you really, if you're in a position that you're helping others, Mm -hmm. you need to be conscious that you are in Mm -hmm. a good place Mm -hmm. and that what you're going to give is the best of you Mm -hmm. in the moment, right? Because we're always evolving and maybe I will shift and change more, Mm -hmm. but in the moment that you're conscious that you're giving the best out of you. Do you see, um, how would you describe being a woman in leadership, um, uh, Latina? Latina. And um, making decisions when you see people who, or you're dealing with people who are not used to seeing or dealing with women women of color or just any of that, how does that, how, how do you work with that? Or does it matter? Or do you just kind of sense it and move straight ahead? That's one of the questions because we, we interview a lot of women and mm-hmm. I'm always interested. Every answer has been different. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in what your perspective is on it. So I don't really think about it much. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is that I'm well prepared and if I don't have anything to say, I don't say anything. You know, I don't have to have the last word. I don't have to have the right answers. There's some areas that I know, some areas that I don't. Mm-hmm. So it's just, um, that's really my approach. I, um, if there's something that I don't know, instead of trying to find an answer, what I say is that I don't know, let me let me get prepared. Let mm-hmm. me study a little more and then I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. Are there different parts of you that I know for me, there's an aggressive piece. There's a kind of calm piece. I always thought I was just like kind of one way, Mm -hmm. but how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself multifaceted and in your thinking and um, in certain areas um, in your leadership and your decision-making process? Mm. It depends on the situation. I look Mm -hmm. at every situation individually. Mm -hmm. Um, I look also, I I mean, you have some things that are the facts. So these are the facts, right? So this is whatever. The other thing is your intuition. Mm -hmm. The other thing is the energy, right? And the intentions. Look, I just described them, but it's (laughs) the facts, really. The energy, Mm -hmm. the intentions, and the... um, what was the other? And the uh, and intuition. intuition. So you ha- I look at all of those and I'm like, okay, let me look at these, at the whole picture and see what's, what's really going on. What do I sense? What are the facts? And then we make a decision. Mm. What do you do in your downtime? Um, do you travel, read? If you read, what was the best book that you've read lately? <laughs> if you've seen something, what is it? What is it that puts you in that exhale moment? Mm-hmm. I do a lot of Reiki. 
Mm. I'm Reiki too, and I'm taking classes to continue to grow there. Um, I read, depends on the moment I'm in, you know, like sometimes I walk a lot. I exercise. I like riding my bike. Um, this weekend, for example, was a weekend for me of introspection. So I read a lot. I slept. Um, I had a Reiki session and I read a beautiful book. Mm. And that depends on the moment I'm in. Okay. Like I don't have something that is specific. I spend a lot of time with my son and I love it. Mm-hmm. I cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I travel. The, what's, what's your best dish? My best dish? I think that my best dish is ajiaco. It's a Colombian soup, and ah, I love it. What's, what are the ingredients? Potatoes. <laughs> Chicken, potatoes, and corn, and you serve it with cream. And, oh, I can uh, make that. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. wonderful. And this is, the great, this is the best time for it. Yes. So in wrapping up, we could, I could talk to you forever. Um, <laughs> Thank you. What would you leave with someone who has had a career, and decided that they want to change. It changed in COVID. Mm-hmm. Some young person who's saying, I really don't know. Um, some young woman or some little boy, what would you leave with us that would be some sage advice to think about in going in a career? Yeah. So I'm going to say two things. The first one, we all have a path. We all have a purpose and it's up to us to find it. And the second recommendation is put a list together of 10 people mm-hmm. that you feel uh, can see beyond what you see and sit with them and talk to them. Do an informational interview and say, listen, this is where I am. This is what I like to do. Sometimes we don't know exactly what we want to do or mm-hmm. where we're going to end, but we know what we like or what we're good at. And then um, put a list together of those 10 people and start doing informational interviews. Mm-hmm. And all the opportunities that I've had in my career, I've done them that, that way. Okay. I put at least together of 10 people that are above me, that mm-hmm. can see beyond what I see, and that can help me and guide me in the next step. I love it. I love it. We have been talking. How can we get in contact with you on social media? So I have my Instagram account is at mm-hmm. A Franco and okay. then VS and Victor A S C O. Okay. And then I have my LinkedIn is Angela Franco and I have Facebook as well. So. Okay, person. And they can go to the uh, um, website for DC Chamber. They can go to the website for the DC Chamber of Commerce and my information is there as well. Perfect, perfect. We have been talking to Angela Franco, who is the president and CEO of the DC Chamber um, of Commerce. This has been a wonderful interview. Thank you. You'll have to come back because we have to talk a little more about fashion. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Inside Style. I am your host, George Worrell. And remember, real style starts with being comfortable in your own skin. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.